everybody welcome back to pagan switchy corner my name is pagan and this week i am joined by a really awesome guest and that is phoenix silverstar phoenix is the author of spells from scratch how to craft spells that work and phoenix is a member of the aquarian tabernacle church and the former dean of faculty and the uh, and a teacher at the Wollstonestein Theological Seminary and has been a longtime practitioner of magic and is here to share all of her knowledge about her book and everything that went into it and talk about all of the cool stuff. So Phoenix, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. So this book was a really awesome book and I loved the way that you broke it down because especially the astrology stuff, I'm not a big person who's been into astrology because it's really hard for my brain to wrap around it. But that was one thing I loved in your book because you made it to where my brain could actually wrap around it and understand it, which was so awesome. So thank you for doing that for starters. But the the book, how did it come into being? Where where did it begin? Well, um, the the thought started um, when I was living in India and a friend of mine picked up a spell book and a spell kit. Um, she bought them in Australia, I think. And she had absolutely no idea what was in them other than slavishly following the instructions. And she had, in my mind, no idea what the outcome was going to be because she was just following somebody else's recipe and it didn't really explain why um, the ingredients were there and so on. So I thought this is wrong. And if people are going to be magic practitioners, they need to understand how to create spells that work and, and to understand that when they put ingredients into a spell, there's meaning to them. So I thought I started writing it as a class um, that I was planning to give at the Wilson Theological Seminary. And then I, I turned it into a book instead. And the intent is still to come back and teach it at the Wolstenstein Theological Seminary. That is www.wickenseminary.edu. And so, yeah, that that was the upbringing. Well, that is really cool. And, you know, it's interesting how so many books of so many different authors kind of start as this whole thing of, I wish that somebody had told me how to do this, or I wish this was there. And that seems to be the case with your book that you kind of had wished for your friend to be like, let me kind of guide you in a way that's going to be a little bit easier than just, you know, cookie cutter kind of spell work. Not to say that if you're not starting out, some cookie cutter stuff is not a good way to start, especially if you are really unsure. Kind of following somebody else's lead is always a good place to start. But eventually moving into your own practice and creating your own spells is the ultimate goal at the end of the day. So I think that your book paints that beautifully and shows a really great lineage of how to do that. And from, you know, everything from correspondences with, uh, like I was saying, uh, the astrology aspects from moon work to candle work, to color work, to uh, knot work and everything in between. It is all in there. You want to know about herbs. It's all in this book. It's a really great and handy book to have. There's so much great information in it, and it's a great place for you to learn how to craft your own spells, but not only that, how to transform your own magic to make it your own, which is really awesome. 
That is absolutely it. I think about magic a little bit like cooking. And you know how many cookbooks there are? <laughs> and you follow the recipe. But if you don't know the techniques, mm -hmm. it's not going to come out the way you hope. And exactly what this is a book that teaches techniques. Yes, that is a beautiful way to put it. And there um, also for those kitchen wishes out there, there's a whole section on cooking in here as well, which is really cool. So that being said, there's so much in this that I think every witch and practitioner from whatever aspect of religion that you work with, if you work with any form of magic, this book is going to be one of those books that you would like to have on your shelf as a great reference book. Um, especially if you're trying to figure out how to transition from looking at other people's works that have those spells in them that, you know, you could almost call cookie cutter spells to transitioning into making it your own and your own way. So well done for writing it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But this book has been such a really great tool and I love the way that you, you know, set up so many things and what was your obviously because there's so many different pantheons and there's so many different ways and different tidbits you could have touched on and of course you know because you have only so many pages that you can fit into a book reasonably before a person's like that's too big i'm not going to read it what was kind of your your thought process of what should i include and what should i not include i wanted to include all the as much as i could about the basic needs in order to make a spell that is powerful. So as you said, correspondence is teaching about symbols, um, of course, teaching about how to write incantations and how to set your goal, um, that which you're trying to manifest in the right temp um, tense and in making sure you don't have negations in it and so on to make sure that what you're doing is going to be successful. And when it comes to what um, I have some deities and which deities, the deities I picked are those uh, from pantheons that I have myself worked with mm -hmm. mostly. I worked with some other pantheons too, but not to the extent of these three, the, the Greek, the Norse and the Hindu. I think that that's a really beautiful way to put it. And the, there's so many different pantheons and obviously every book out there is going to have its own variation for those who are listening um of which pantheons the author likes to work with because not all of us can speak to everyone for example i can't speak to the hindu ones because i don't work with them but obviously phoenix does so learning about what works best for you is going to be the really great way to do this and so i i loved it also your a breakdown of the runes, the, the Norse runes specifically, that were so well done that because, you know, with Norse runes, sometimes they're very elusive and they're sometimes very difficult to kind of wrap your brain around, especially if you're trying to learn them, because there's so many different avenues. And yet they're also so vague in a lot of ways because there's a lot of room for interpretation. The way that you broke them down in the book, I especially loved because you made it to where it was easy to grasp onto for spell work, but it was also easy to grasp on kind of the understandings of those runes in a basic sense. So that way, if you're just starting out working with runes, you give a really great outline of where to start, which was so awesome. And, you know, I have 
know, six, seven books on writing. And sometimes they're really great. And sometimes I'm like, what? I don't understand what you wrote. In 300 pages, I don't understand what you wrote. Uh, but I thought the way that you put it was just absolutely exquisite and just so, so well done. Thank you very much. I am also hoping with that um, that chapter to um, make people understand that you can use the rules in more than one way. Mm -hmm. So I'm explaining how to use them in spells as an alphabet and how to use them as uh, symbols and how to make uh, bind runes with them and also how to do divination with yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. I love it so much. It was so good. <laughs> I absolutely loved it, um, especially the bind runes, because bind runes are one of those things that, again, is a very elusive topic that a lot of authors will kind of talk about, but they also kind of dance around it. They don't always break it down into a simplest form. And the way that you did it was so well done because it made me go, oh, that's how the bind rune works. That's how I can make a bind rune. And now I get it. And Fantastic. like I said, I have like five or six books on runes that I have read cover to cover in a couple of them a couple of times. And it still never made me understand the concept of bind runes. And so, you know, having other people go, oh, well, here's this bind rune that you can use. As a practitioner, I'm like, well, you created that. And I don't know exactly what intent you put into that. So I'm not going to use yours because I don't know exactly where it comes from. But at the same time, Yes, the, the runes that are in it were so great. And I I love the way that you did it. In fact, it was so good. Oh, let me see if I can actually find the actual one. I know it was one that um was for home protection. Page 103. Page 103, everybody. So if you're you're following along, page 103. Yes, the, the one that has um Othila and Algis, that that one I had seen in other places before, but I'm like, I don't know exactly what the intent of it is behind. And you explain it. You're the first person I've seen that comes across that explained it. And I'm like, yes, now I understand. Now I can go forward and I can make my own. And I've been practicing for a long time and it's still one of those things that I'm like, um, okay. This is one of those instances that I will, you know, we've talked about on the show, everybody who's listening. Um, that no matter where you are in your practice, it is always a journey of learning. And like I, you all know, I've been practicing for over 15 years and here I am learning new tricks. <laughs> I am so, so cool. happy. <laughs> That's the goal with this book. I am so happy that it is meeting it. Yes, it is such a really great um, book in that regard. And it's pretty too. For those of you who love like really pretty looking books, especially books that feel good in your hands, if you're kind of, you know, one of those bookworms that likes that kind of thing, it's a great book that feels really good in your hands and it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. So it, two things. There you go. <laughs> so um, the, the cover design is by Cassie Willett. I do not know Cassie personally, but um, it, it's from Llewellyn. Yes, Llewellyn has some really great cover designers that are just fantastic. I love them. Uh, so in regards to your book, you had started this as a class, turned it into a book, and now you're turning it back into a class. So, to, you know, obviously you're still in the process of working through that. But if somebody was to sign up with, for your class in the future, what kind of class what it would what would it look like? Well, we would go more into depth about some of the subjects that are in the book. Um, because otherwise you just 
need to read the book. Uh, <laughs> so we can go more into to detail and have some additional exercises to do as homework to make sure that um, the students in the class internalize the material and can use it um, themselves with confidence. Mm-hmm. I think that's really great. And you also mentioned before we started recording that you've got a workshop coming up too, don't you? I have a workshop com- coming up um, on Friday at the Spring Mysteries Festival, which is in um, Seattle. Okay. Well, unfortunately, everybody who's listening to this, you will have missed that because this actually comes out just after that weekend. But um, if you have the opportunity to follow Phoenix anywhere on social media, I'm sure there will be lots of other information about other workshops that she may have or even classes that she's developing uh, coming up in the future. So make sure you guys do that. You know me. I put all the links in the description. You'll have all the stuff to go find Phoenix. And obviously there will be a link to the book for you to go get that as well. So you can start there and then go take the class later on. Now, Phoenix, do you have any other books that are you're working on for the future as well? Um, I am not yet working on, but I do have some some concepts um, about Swedish folk magic. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I grew up in Sweden, so that's going to be the next project. That will be very exciting. Uh, what part of Sweden did you grow up in? Luleå. It is... Far up north, it's south of the Arctic Circle, but not very far south. <laughs> very cold place, I'm assuming. Very cold in the winter, nice, uh, moderately warm in the summer, uh, midnight sun. Well, it sets for 15 minutes since, since it's south of the Arctic Circle, but then it's only up for 15 minutes in the middle of the winter. So, <laughs> Oh, that's really interesting. I I have never gotten the opportunity to venture that far north, but I would like to one day just to see what that's like. I think that would be really cool. Yes, it is. But when you grow up with it, it's normal. <laughs> Not a bit. It's very annoying <laughs> trying to go to, especially if you're trying to go to school and all that. You probably be like, I have to go to school. It's now dark again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that would not be very enjoyable in my opinion. But I think it would still be a really neat experience to see. So that is very cool. Now, are you still a teacher with the um, seminary? I retired last year, but I'm planning to come back as a lecturer um, with this. Um, with the class built from the book. I think that that's going to be really exciting. So uh, anybody who's interested in those classes or looking into the seminary, again, there's going to be a link in the show description. And just pick up a copy of Phoenix's book, everybody. It is a really great book, especially if you need a good reference book for starting out on how to write your own spells. This book is fantastic for that. It has everything you could possibly need in it. And even some really great exercises for you to kind of figure out and start your journey on understanding how everything works. So this is a fantastic book for you to check out. And yeah, this is really great. And now, Phoenix, do you have uh, any other last minute wisdom that you would like to impart on our audience? Anything that you would like to pass on to new witches, old witches and everything in between? Magic is not miracles. Magic is making the possible probable. 
I love that. That is such a great thing to think about because truthfully, yes. And you, you know, you guys have heard me talk about it on the show. You know this. Magic will not solve your problems if you don't put in the mundane work too. You have to put in both. It, it's not just a cure-all for everything. Unfortunately, I wish it were. I wish we all lived in the world of Harry Potter where I could get, you know, just cast a spell and do my dishes for me. That would be fantastic. But then, no, that's not going to work, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot of emphasis on that in the book. Yes, there is. And it's really well done. Um, so Phoenix, this has been absolutely amazing. I am so thankful that you got to sit down and join me today. And you are welcome to come back anytime. Next time you have a book coming up, I would love for you to come back when you have that Swedish book of uh Swedish folklore, I believe is what you said it was. And yeah, whenever it comes back out, please come back back because I would love to chat about it. All right. That'll be I'll great. Well, Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, absolutely. So everybody who's listening, take care of yourselves. Pick up a copy of Phoenix's book, and I will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you're a lover of Pig and Switchy Corner, then prepare for some really exciting news. I have started a new podcast, Pagan's Reading Nook. Don't worry. I'm still going to be creating all the Pagan Switchy Corner content that you all love. But as you all know... I have a huge passion and love of books, which has led me to create this new show. On Pagan's Reading Nook, I will be discussing the books that I'm reading, showcasing brand new titles, and sitting down with some amazing authors to talk about the worlds and the characters they've created. I will also be discussing new releases, fan favorites, and classic tales that have enchanted us throughout time. So, if you are a fan of this show, make sure you head over there and subscribe and grab your favorite beverage and join me as we dive into harrowing tales, seductive romances, and thrilling adventures in the fiction world.